This is Action and Ambition, the show that takes you all over the world to share interviews with the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their backstory, get the most important lessons they've learned on their road to success, and hear exclusive tips on how to implement their success in your own life. Action and Ambition is brought to you by Entrepreneur Magazine and your host, Andrew Metal. Hi, hi, hello, welcome everyone to the Action and Ambition Podcast. I am your host as always, Winston, and today I have a very, very special guest. I'm so excited to talk to Mr. Mark Fondrask. Please, hi, uh, please uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and uh, tell them why they should listen to you. I know why should, they should listen to you, but I would love to hear from you as well. Well, thanks, Winston, and I'm I'm excited to be with you and all of your listeners today. My name is Mark Bondrasek, and I am Hyatt's Chief Commercial Officer. And uh, as uh, with my my responsibilities here um, are to lead our revenue generating and guest experience functions um, across our over 1,200 um, hotels and resorts in our portfolio. And that function includes everything from sales and marketing to digital and analytics work to our loyalty program um, and, and just many other touch points across our across our guest experience. But we've Hyatt's been doing some very exciting things. Uh, we've grown quite a bit. We're transforming some of the spaces that we play and just really excited to be able to share some of our work with uh, with everyone today. That is quite incredible and while we're talking about you and the uh where you came from i mean throughout your distinguished career in hospitality you have uh experienced a lot of things and i just wanted to first know how your experiences shaped uh your uh, leadership style if you can point to a particular moment or decision that was uh significantly influential on your approach thank you for that i think you know for me in my career, I I started out out of college in a in a very guest facing role. I was in a a, um, a contact center that supported at the time insurance products, um, but I, I I really grew up in my career from a grassroots entry role that 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 you know for many years was directly connected to. Um, our customers and and still today when i think about my leadership style and my approach i just i think that path has served me well because you know if i'm talking to our leaders in our contact center today which we call our global property and guest services team in one of our centers around the globe it really helps me to be able to understand their role you know, I, I because i had that role and albeit for a different um, company, but it, it's allowed me to sort of appreciate what our colleagues um, do every day. And I think, you know, my path has has been very fortunate. I've been able to grow from that type of an entry-level role to, to, to the chair that I sit in today over the last many years. And I think it shapes my leadership style because um, you always have to keep your guest and customer in mind and just and 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 the challenges that exist of all of our colleagues to take great care of them and 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 I think that 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 humility of just sort of where my career began 
um, I think has always helped me to um, to lead others that are in that space more successfully. Right, right. Yeah, I, I think I think that leads to quite the understanding of what the whole scope of the job is. And there's a lot that people miss when when they talk or they think about hospitality and uh, and hotel management and all kinds of related fields. I mean, it, there's a lot and a lot of nuance when once you're into uh, the business. In in Daniel Meyer's uh, book, Setting the Table, he introduced the idea of enlightened hospitality, which revolves around uh, prioritizing employee well-being as means to enhance guest satisfaction. Uh, and I guess that's what, kind of what we're talking about here. So if you could provide sort of an example of your uh, previous experience when prioritizing employee welfare directly resulted in uh, improved guesting experience. Yeah, it's a really it's a really good question. I've and I've read that book. I, I think um what what's special about Hyatt that, that that I would share that 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 really helps us to connect with our colleagues is is our company's purpose. And and you know, our purpose is to care for people so that they can be their best. And those people can be our guests, our customers, our owners, and of course our colleagues. And and that purpose really differentiates us and how we approach uh, all of our stakeholders because mm-hmm. when 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 care is at the center of what you do then empathy trying to understand and put yourself into someone's role whether that's someone on property who's serving one of our guests whether it's an owner going through a, a difficult economic time during covid or one of our colleagues who um, supports any number of functions in this business i think um being true to that purpose um, just allows us to really care for and think about the well-being of our colleagues um, in a way that I think really resonates. And I think when you know, I've been in a handful of other companies in my career, and I can I can say this with all honesty, I've never been in a company where where this purpose existed and was so authentic and 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 true to the company's core. And um, I have just found that care. Um, is a is a wide canvas and 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 really allows you to just um, do a lot of things for the spirit of a business, but do that do it all through the lens of making sure that you're thinking about the the, the well being of those who serve our guests and customers every day, and um, that's pretty amazing here. Yeah, yeah, uh, 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 and the thing is, like you mentioned. Uh, you mentioned stakeholders and you talked about employees and also guests. And I, there's, we're, we're talking about someone who's leading a global brand here, like Hyatt. And uh, it, that entails addressing sort of a wide range of diverse expectations from stakeholders, as we just mentioned, and uh, employees and guests. So how have you managed to create uh, sort of a harmonious balance between uh, these three, sh- uh, shareholders, employees, and guests? I think a lot of it for me hinges on the ability to listen. You know, we mm. we um we're not the biggest company in this business, Winston, and and so we challenge ourselves to a strategy that really differentiates us. And I think you know um, when you when you have care as your purpose, your you lean on listening to your stakeholders and truly understanding their unique needs. Mm. Um, and and letting them lead a lot of the ways. You know, if 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 we've got customers who 
um, COVID's a great example. You know, this industry never experienced tougher times than it did just a, just a few short years ago. And you know, you had owners trying to figure out well, how do I how do I how do I survive with um, with a business whose occupancies have 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 gone down to single digits overnight. And and you had customers who um, clearly couldn't get on the road, couldn't do their business in the way that they have for their entire lives. And, and, mm. and the same thing for guests. And, you know, we just, we spend a lot of time listening to those stakeholders and driving our initiatives and our work and our strategy about what really matters to them. And I think what gets played back to me is that that really resonates to our stakeholder base because a lot of companies are big and strong but they're not personal and they're not easy to navigate or or um, it's very easy in some of our larger competitive companies to feel a bit last or lost or unheard mm. or unseen. And I think what Hyatt does, and it's easy to do because of its purpose, is truly um, lean in and listen to those stakeholders and create initiatives and work that answers and solves the problems that are in front of them. And when you do that, you really strengthen the relationship. And I think that works incredibly well for us. Right, right. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think so too. And we basically, right now, we talked about so far the thing, the groups of people that we went through are shareholders, stakeholders, and uh, we talked a little bit about employees. And I'm also interested in the aspects of uh, the aspect of taking care of guests. And if I can take also or rather reference another book uh Mika's Solomon's uh the heart of hospitality uh he emphasizes the importance of intuitive service which is the kind that anticipates needs even before they are voiced uh by the guests for example and uh, in your professional journey I'm sure you cultivated this kind of intuition and uh, I was interested in how it how it impacted your approach to service it's, it's interesting, you know, um, I'll give you a couple of examples where I think this really um, has come to life here at Hyatt. Mm -hmm. If you think about our our loyalty program, World of Hyatt, which is in incredibly strong, it's, um, it's significantly increased its membership in the past five years. There's over 7 million new members have joined in the last 12 months alone. It's it's producing you know, record levels of, of, of occupancy and contribution for our owners. But the, the program, as one of its hallmarks, has a, has a guest benefit called Guest of Honor. And what Guest of Honor does is for our, for our best members and, and guests, it allows them to take a benefit that has been bestowed upon them based on their travel and relationship with us and actually allows them to give it episodically to someone who's close to them. So a man, mm -hmm. imagine if you had parents celebrating an anniversary or a child in, in, in college who you were um, trying to get home for a special trip and uh, into one of our hotels for, um, for their own travel needs. Guest of Honor widens the definition of who we are loyal to and who we care about. And most loyalty programs really only have benefits for the people who display frequency and stay in their hotels. If, if, if I spend 75 nights a year in a hotel, I might earn a certain level of status in, mm -hmm. in most programs. But if my wife's traveling, 
there's no natural extension to think about her or if she's traveling alone or or some or my parents are traveling there's there's not a natural extension that that widens the relationship other than directly with myself if i happen to be traveling with them and what guest of honor does is simply says look if 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 somebody's important to you and we're in a loyal relationship then shouldn't they be important to us and you know when we take those steps of widening traditional definitions of what it even means to be loyal and and to take care of someone to be not just the person that's in front of us but to those that they care about i i think what starts to happen is that our guests and customers start to think about hyatt as someone who really is invested in a relationship with me understands that if you care for someone close to me in many ways you've done something more special than just caring for me and you know we just we we spend a lot of time on 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 initiatives that solve those kind of problems and reach people in ways that this industry just historically maybe hasn't done and and i think that's why um i think that's why our guests and customers connect with hyatt the way that they do they 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 feel that relationship-based approach that's anchored in our purpose of care and it matters a lot yeah yeah i'm sure it does because the when i think about hospitality in general it's it's a weird unique combination of product and service especially given the fact that the feedback itself is instant it's almost like it's almost like performing music to a live audience or doing stand-up comedy where it's uh, if a joke doesn't land or it's not funny, you get immediate feedback from the audience that that didn't work. And when it comes to hospitality, it's like the mixture between having a product and a service that you're offering them both at the same time. And if it doesn't uh, resonate, you get immediate feedback with you know grunts or some some people take it a little bit too far with yelling and everything. But it's always sort of a very, very instant uh, reaction and it it's, it kind of shapes the person uh, receiving this information and building their intu- intuition on what to do better next time. I think it's it's very it's very strange and it takes a certain type of character to learn that kind of uh, that kind of response. And I was wondering uh, throughout your tenure with uh, with had like what which strategic decisions or initiatives. Uh, are you most proud of that came from moments like that where the feedback of what you've done was very, very instant? It's a really good question. I, you know, uh, I, I've always believed that the, the, the very best leaders have a healthy balance of, of humility and they recognize that while we certainly need to have many of the answers, um, we don't need to have all the answers. And and mm-hmm. And rather you know, the importance of leaning into humility and transparency and experimentation to learn from what doesn't work. And that's almost as important and maybe more important than what you do that 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 works well, that you create. Um, but your ability through experimentation and trial and error really is a, uh, is a, a cornerstone of how Hyatt operates. You know, mm-hmm. agility is a, is 
um, is, is a real part of our strategy. And during the COVID period, you can imagine we had to become a company that became much more comfortable with the unscripted and the unknown. Every yeah. day, every day was something different that was coming our way that was unanticipated, challenging for many of us, even those who've been in the industry for a long time, we had never seen some of those challenges. And that ability to bring an agile mindset to work every day to help me as a leader and help our leaders to better support our teams and to experiment and 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 be transparent with our guests and customers that we didn't have all the answers. We were focused on keeping them safe. We were focused on listening to them and allowing them into the architecture of what we were doing and building was 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 a was a capability that was born during COVID. But I have found now on the other side of that period of time really has helped us to move faster, to navigate faster, and to be more trusted mm-hmm. with our stakeholders um, because we're acknowledging that we're in this together. We're testing and learning, whether it's a new initiative, something we're doing at check-in, something that we're doing pre-stay or post-stay or or on our um, Hyatt.com website, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think you're right. I think I think there's something about that ability to move more quicker and more nimbler um, through an agile mindset that, uh, that, that that's certainly been a long tail um, learning that, that maybe was born in the COVID period, but is helping us to be very, very successful now. We just, we just announced a new brand we, that we're, that we're launched, that we're launching called Hyatt Studios. We concepted and built that brand in, in a matter of a few months that would have, that would have typically taken a year to do and exactly we we just we stood it up faster we listened to owners and developers Mm. who we knew would build that brand we brought them in to design it um and i'm just i'm seeing the benefits of moving more quickly um, because of that approach most certainly right right i think i think covid was uh i think COVID was a surprise quiz for uh for the 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 whole hospitality uh you know field in general because it was it was it was kind of sudden as it's not as sudden as uh, we think of it right now but it was kind of sudden in the, in the terms of how much it changed uh and uh for 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 how long and how fast it did that and as far as the the greater calendar of the universe is concerned i mean uh, the hospitality sector was not just threatened by COVID, it has seen various shifts uh, over the years, and COVID is just the one that stands out the most because it's the most recent for us, and it's the one that we felt uh, that it impacted us the most, whether you're in this industry or you're outside it, it it just impacted uh, everyone. But like I said, the the hospitality sector still has seen various shifts over the years, and it will see more uh, in the future. So that kind of leads me into my next question, which is how do you keep uh, Hayat in the, at, at the forefront of innovation, change, and always ensuring uh, it has a competitive edge? I think for us, again, coming back to the reality that we're not the, you know, we're not the biggest company in our space. So mm-hmm. there's a real um, opportunity for us to um, listen to our guests and customers and build what they need. If you think about our expansion into the um, all-inclusive space, 
Um, by the end of by the end of this year, our inclusive collection portfolio is going to have more than 120 resorts around the world in with 10 best in class brands that that we didn't have just a few short years ago. And our transformative investment in all inclusive was born from listening to our members and guests who said, you know, I really have an interest in an all inclusive stay. I find it interesting. It's it, it resonates with my mm. family. It resonates with my spouse. It resonates with my children. And we built and acquired, we acquired that entire Apple Leisure Group portfolio because of that insight and listening. Same thing with Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Mr. and Mrs. Smith is a platform that we just acquired that now opens up distribution access for us, for our guests and customers in many countries where we didn't have a presence, Fiji, Croatia. Now our members, we know they go to those locations. Um, and as we were growing organically, we still had many places where you couldn't reach um, a property in the Hyatt system. And even though we knew our guests and members traveled there. And so whether it's Smith or the all-inclusive work, you know, all of our growth is coming from a place of listening to a challenge or an opportunity through the lens of one of our stakeholders and then solving it for them. And um, we do that in many ways, not just in the way that we grow, but if you think about it through the lens of um, some of our partnerships, we have a strategic alliance with American Airlines. And we do that, Winston, because you know, we're one of the first companies that recognizes that when people travel, they don't, they don't think about my air experience and then my hotel experience and then my mm. car rental experience. They just know they're going on a trip and they want that to be the best seamless trip that they've ever taken, right. whether it's for business or leisure. So our partnership with American unlocks the fact that now if you fly American and you stay Hyatt, there's something synergistically better in that for you. You're earning dual point currency because of that choice. You're getting treated better as a member by American and Hyatt because of your relationship with, you know, with either of us. And when you start to widen the aperture of, um, how you're how you're thinking about and taking care of people in their travel journey, you've solved a problem for them that historically most hotel companies have just thought about how do I do a good job for this guest from the minute they walk into my lobby till the minute they walk out three days later. And what we're trying to do is widen that look through partnerships and be more relevant in 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 where you fly, in what you're doing when you're not staying with us, whether that's a um, our partnership with Headspace, right? This 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 vertical of well-being and people right. just wanting to be more well, both mentally and physically, has never been more important than it is right now. It was on it was on people's minds before COVID, but something changed during COVID. And I don't know, Winston, if that's because life got taken away from all of us or mm -hmm. Now, those were very difficult times for everyone. Um, but thinking about strategies and initiatives and ways to connect to our guests and, and customers' well-being, whether that's through what we the partnership we have with Headspace um, and the opportunity 
for meditation and better sleep and, and things that we are able to provide to them, uh, to our guests and customers because of their relationship with, with Hyatt. Or, you know, one more example, our, one of our largest corporate customers loves our Miraval brand. We bought the Miraval brand in, in 2017. And if you haven't been, you should, you should go. We've got three Miraval resorts in, um, in the U.S. today. Um, and they are world-renowned experts in helping people wherever they are on their own journey of, of well-being um, mm-hmm. uh, to, to connect and to, and to really find paths forward to continue to grow. Well, one of our largest corporate customers was, was, was thinking about this through the lens of when, when they have first-time leaders, people that manage people and lead them for the very first time in their careers, um, this company was struggling with the fact that um, how do I teach first-time leaders the importance of well-being and the importance of finding balance in your life and protecting your weekends and some of your evenings and 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 not overworking your teams? And, and because they knew Miraval, they're now sending 2,500 new leaders every quarter to our Miraval brands for a full week immersion into wellness and well-being and teaching them the importance of balance in your life and how to be a good leader, not just because of the experience you have, but the equal importance of how to connect with these colleagues that you have now been entrusted to lead. And that has strengthened our relationship with that corporate customer in a very non-traditional way, right? Typically, Mm -hmm. corporate customers would stay in your hotel, have a meeting in your hotel, and of course, you want to make that meeting a success. But we're finding ways to build deeper connected relationships with stakeholders um, that really resonates. And I think that's been uh, that's been a real differentiator for us. It's a long answer to your short question, but the way we the way we do this is to solve other problems and challenges outside the umbrella of a hotel stay yeah. for our closest kids. Constituents, and when you do that well, you cement a deeper relationship with them. I absolutely agree, and I generally love that answer because it kind of encapsulated uh, some of the questions that I could have asked uh, for clarification for. Uh, because the thing is, well, first things first. Uh, I just would like to note that I'm going to cut the part where you said you should go from this uh, interview and then play it to them when I go there and say, I have a voucher from Mark himself. So just let me in. That's there you the go. first thing. There you go. And um, second day, you also mentioned sort of the effect of COVID. And I think, I think it's the fact that when, when we were in lockdown, we were sort of suddenly forced to deal with, the bad and the good decisions, but mostly the bad decisions that we've made, you know, like the TV that you didn't fix, that you've been constantly procrastinating, taking it to uh, to to someone who would fix it. You're now stuck with that broken TV and you're sort of stuck with that bad decision that you've made. The, uh, the, the relationships that you didn't develop with family and now you're having fights and you're just locked together and you don't have anywhere, anywhere you know, nowhere to go and no one else to talk to. And it's your fault that he didn't develop that kind of relationship with your family. Now you're stuck with that bad decision as well. I think after the period of COVID, when we went out back into the world, we were more considerate 
of our bad decisions because for the first time in our generation, at least we were forced to uh, to to face those bad decisions and we're kind of trying to avoid those from now on. So when you think about the whole thing you're going to stay in, you're going to think about it more. You're going to look more in the internet. You're going to search more uh, about who you're dealing with and where you'll be staying and where you'll be flying and how you will be flying and all of those things. So I think that's, uh, I think that's what really shifted uh, the, the consumerism uh, or the consumer aspect of our lives, mostly about, from, from COVID. Uh, I don't know if you agree. I definitely agree. I think those are good examples. And, um, you know, we see it in our business as people have come back to travel. It used to be pretty clear to identify what was a business trip or a leisure trip. We're seeing those things blended now. People are mm. staying an extra day after a business trip to experience a place more than they would have before. They're stopping to look for experiences on property. People are valuing experiences more than products um, in a way that they never did before. And I think you're right. I think it's, I think it's, um, having gone through a period of time where things that we took for granted were um, taken away from us uh, uh, or mm. challenged, I think people have come back to travel in a very unique way. And 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 in many ways, what we see is is they're just they're looking for even more ways to connect, to experience the locations that they're in. Um, in 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 unique ways, and I I think some of that is is truly an off an offspring of what was missed for that significant period of time. I think you're absolutely right, Winston. Thank you. It's it's, uh, it's an honor for for us to uh, you know see the world from kind of the same perspective because I do have a lot of admiration to you and and the field that you're in. As I, I've made it very clear that. This is one of uh, one of my dream careers, and uh, that's why, particularly why I want to ask this question so badly. I, I want to know because after doing my research on you and trying to find as much as I can uh, from the articles that have been written and everything, uh, you seem to have a continuous uh, journey of learning. Uh, but I'm, I want to know what could you name as the biggest influence in your professional development. Huh. Um, the biggest influence for me, I learned a long time ago in my in my career. Um, you know, I had a I had a leader who I, I, it was very easy to be focused on. What are you going to do next? You know, what what role are you going to take next? Mm-hmm. What's the next thing? you can grow and develop towards. And a lot of people think about leadership development as what's the next thing I will lead or run. And what this colleague taught me is that there was a more worthy question out there. And the more worthy question was not, what are you going to do next? But continuing to focus on who you are going to be. Are you gonna be someone who people can trust? Are you going to be someone who returns a phone call? Are you going to be someone who can spot the colleague who's struggling and asks them to take a walk or have a cup of coffee because you recognize something's off and they may need your help? And the the, the more worthy question of who we are versus what we are 
I just I wish more more leaders today appreciated because mm. if you focus on who you're going to be and you do that well, what you're going to be or where life's going to take you. You know, when you and I started this conversation, you you shared that you know you've always had a desire to be in in the hospitality space and you're covering it now, but you're in a very different role than maybe you thought you would be in. And um, same thing for me. I started out in the financial services world and. Um, in 2001, took a job with a hospitality company, and I never expected to make that hard left turn. But mm. because I worried a lot less about the next role or thing, and I spent a little more time on, am I going to be a good leader? Am I going to be somebody that people like to work with and for? Um, that's the advice I would give people around development is don't miss the more worthy question of <clears throat> what kind of person are you going to be? Um, the rest will solve itself. Our, our careers take zigs and zags that we don't expect, and you, you make a lot of changes, um, but you'll be a lot more open-minded to that if if your focus is really not on having to define the next perfect role, but more about taking care of yourself as a leader and how people work with and perceive you. I think that, that advice to me was golden. Yeah, yeah, it, it is it's beautiful and it's very true and it's very important for a person to have that kind of thing. And uh, that particular, while we're talking about uh, more of what you are and uh, focus more on that. Uh, so let's uh, move a little bit outside of the professional realm. Like I, I want to talk about, if you can tell us about your hobbies, passions, uh, and experiences that maybe rejuvenate you, uh, lending you a fresh perspective uh, to your leadership role and back to work. I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a homebody. I I, I like um, uh, I like to be um, with family. I like to be. Mm. Um, uh, our family has a little place on a lake up here in Michigan. I live in Chicago and the weekends to just be on the water and relaxing with my family is a lot of the, a lot of the space that I find um, my own balance in. I, um, right. I'm, I'm a known uh, Chicago Cubs baseball fanatic. So that's my team. Mm -hmm. I've, I've grown right. up with them. They're a little bit like Hyatt, you know, they're not, they're not the Yankees. They're not the team that everybody knows, but, but people love them and they, um, they connect with their fans and I meet people all over the country and world who like the, <clears throat> who like that team. So uh, I go to some baseball games. I, uh, uh, but you know, a lot of my, my balance comes from pretty simple things. I, I, I became a grandfather this last um, oh, it's amazing. Year, and half, year and a half ago. So I, I, I've got these little ones in our lives now that, um, you know, just seeing, seeing their, seeing the perspective of, of, uh, what it's like to be a grandparent, um, right? And, yeah, and, you know that that's been really cool for us. Um, right, that's but, a that's a uh, crucial sh shift. Yeah, we were talking about shifts earlier. That's, I bet that's uh, that's uh, quite the shift to go from, you know, uh, single to dad to grandfather. That's uh, that must have an impact on how you view the world and how you view view everything. You know, it's funny. I I um I have to tell you, it's a. Uh, Everyone said to me, it's going to be amazing. You're going to love being a grandparent. There's something wonderful about, you know, that connection. And it's all, it's all been very, very true. But it also, you know, it, um, I, I spend a little bit of time on, 
you know, what am I going to tell my grandkids someday when they want to know what, what did you do? You know, and what I love about our work here is that um, whether it's changing the representation of our company through some of our change starts here goals around who we partner with and how we hire a more diverse um, workforce or some of the um, groups that we support when there was um, when COVID hit, um, Elmhurst Hospital was the epicenter of, of COVID. There were people lined up lined up outside that hospital in New York City. They lost seven or eight of their nurses and doctors um, who were just treating early COVID patients, and you know, um, not 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 worried about how to protect themselves. And we partnered with Elmhurst, and we 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 had colleagues here who just thought about what do I do for you know, what do we do for people like that that are on the front line, and we. We gave them um, one afternoon uh, vacations of hope. Every every colleague at that hospital, we gave a vacation that they could take in the future. And we said, look, we know you can't do it now, but we wanted you to have something to look forward to. And we partnered with American Airlines and we flew them and their families over the last couple of years as, as we've come through COVID on trips that um, that they, and the stories that have come back have been amazing. So, you know, when I think about my grandkids, I it's funny, I'm, 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 I'm 55 years old now. I've been doing this work for a long time. You start to think a lot more about those initiatives and 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 being able to tell your grandkids that you made a difference that way. Right. Um, a little a little more than just we drove a little more revenue or we did good, you know, we did good for the company in a traditional manner. Of course, I focus on that, but it, it's 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 been it's been very interesting to 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 push myself to think about the the real things I'll be proud of down the road. Right, right, yeah. I mean, I talk to a lot of, uh, by definition for, for this job is that I, I, I talk to a lot of people with high pressure leadership roles. And it always seems that having a support system, uh, it seems to be very, very crucial. And for most of them, and I can tell that it's yours as well, and family is that, support system it's it's part of the it's part of your journey and uh i'm pretty sure it offers you it offers you sort of insights and uh sort of um ways to view the world and amidst the challenges that you face day to day in your like i said uh, high pressure leadership role and you just mentioned one of those which is thinking how will they perceive it and how will I, will I be perceived by my family uh, and I, I think that's beautiful. I think it's a good way to view the world because those are the people who matter to you the most and it should be uh, sort of kind of their opinion of you, what shapes how you uh, you tackle certain things. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, it's, it's, it's certainly true. Right. So as you look towards uh, the next chapters for both uh, Hyatt and yourself. Uh, what aspirations or goals are you most excited about? I think for us, um, we're growing at a phenomenal clip and, and seeing a company grow at the pace that we have um, is really exciting. And it just, it brings a lot of opportunity for us and, and, the the challenge is, you know, as you grow and you get you become bigger, how do you make sure we don't lose what people love about Hyatt, which is that purpose mm. and that care and that relationship side? And 
So I'm always um, excited about our growth, but got I have one foot firmly on the ground and making sure that um, a guest, a customer, an owner always feels like they can pick up the phone and call me and then I'll find the time for them. And, uh, you know, that's important. And that's not what happens in some of our, some of the bigger companies that we compete with. And I think we have to, we just have to make sure that what, what got us to today stays true to who we are in the future. And that's, what's nice about, um, having a true authentic purpose centered around caring for people. It, it humbles you and it makes it, um, makes it hard not to focus on, on, on those core tenets of who we are. But um, I'm, I'm excited about where we're going as a company. We're just so many new brands, so many new colleagues. We're having a leadership summit at the end of the year, and we haven't done one in four years. And over half the leaders that will be there are new to us in the last four years because of mm-hmm. that growth. And I think about just how amazing that is and, and, and what started out as a amazing small company 60 years ago now is is the size of Hyatt and growing the way it is it's it's uh it's very exciting right yeah uh so Mark sir it has been an absolute joy getting to talk to you and asking you all these questions and getting your perspective on so many things uh I have loved this conversation I'm sure our audience will love it too uh if you have Anything to uh, promote or direct people to before we say our goodbyes, please, the floor is yours. Um, all I would share is, first of all, thank you for the time. And and, and I hope I hope my insight um, is, is interesting for folks and, and, and maybe even can, can help a few that it's wonderful. Um, uh, by way of business, you, you can find us at Hyatt.com or download our World of Hyatt app and uh, of course, um, would love for people to just find out and learn a little bit more about us as a company and our purpose and all of our work there. But uh, Winston, just thrilled for the time today. Thank you so much for for taking the time with me and uh, uh, allowing me to share a little bit of my background and what we're doing here at Hyatt. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone who listened. Uh, thank you very much for this whole opportunity to be here and uh like you said, I'm sure, and I'm sure, I'm sure your insights will be very, very uh, crucial, and it might even be some uh, the answer to a question that an interviewer would ask these people in the future. They say, "What was a pivotal point in your career or something?" And they say, "They say they say they might as well say, you know, I was listening to this podcast. Winston was the host, and Mr. Mark was talking about yada yada, and that was a, a pivotal change for me. I'm pretty sure that will be." one of the things that will happen in the future because I'd love, it has been I'd, I'd love that. I'd yeah. love that. Thank you. All right. Thank you everyone for listening. I have been your host as always, Winston, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Action and Ambition with your host, Andrew Metal. Please leave a review and subscribe and go to andrewmetal.com for all the exclusive lessons, behind-the-scenes footage, and video content of the show. Follow us on Facebook and YouTube at Action and Ambition, and we'll see you on the next episode.